0: we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, dot Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. DFS Podcast with your hosts Kyle Borganoni and Matthew Betts.
1: Welcome in October 6th. We're here at Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast. I'm your host, as always, never missing a day, Kyle Morganoni and I'm joined Mike Wright's back.
2: The demand was overwhelming. The people were in the streets. They got a taste of what it's like to have the Hitman on the DFS pod. And they said, we demand more.
1: They got a little, well, they got a big shimmy on Tuesday. Yes. And, I mean, that was fine. That wet people's appetites. But I think what they really wanted was was the OG back again.
2: Yep. They demanded it. And uh, Matthew Betts selfishly needed a some vacation time last week for for a wedding look also i mean these people having weddings in football season banished banished from the land to have a a wedding over the weekend of the nfl season is i mean it's high treason in my opinion against humanity To be fair. And then so, Matthew Betts, we're a a kind organization at the Fantasy Footballers. We understand. Some people are dumb and they get married during the NFL season. And then Betts is like, eh, 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 I'm a little sick from my vacation.
1: Betts had a weekend. So, he turned 31 on Friday. Then he's gone, gets sick, comes home, and then he has to tell his wife. That's the part I, I, you know, I feel bad. He's a little sick. Right, he's got got the Rona, but it happens, man. But I feel bad for Monica, his wife, because he gets to come home from being gone and saying, "Hey, I can't help with the twins. I have COVID."
2: I'm surprised he's alive.
1: She in in a house. I mean, (laughs) I know Monica definitely listens to every episode. She doesn't, but if she did, (laughs) if she did, we props to you, Monica. Raising twins is not easy, and you're the real star of the show. You prop up bets. I mean, he's just bare. He's a corpse at this point. Yes. I it's okay. We're not going to trash bats anymore. <laughs> He'll be back this next week, but we're glad you well, joined he us. Better be or this, this podcast is uh where he may never be back at all. Wow. I, like a big old, ulti- we should give him an ultimatum. Yeah. People respond really well to those, by the way, <laughs> yeah,
2: we, the humans, we love them.
1: <laughs> it's week five. We've got a great slate that Mike and I are going to break down. We'll talk about our cash picks, GPP, the games we want to stack. We'll prop it like it's hot, but if you want to get all of our picks, you can go to DFSPass dot com. Use the promo code DFS Pod. As Jason talked about on Tuesday, we are I mean, you guys are the owners of this company. Do you realize that you are robbing people of what they could be paying way more? You could be charging We're not
2: robbing people. We are we are <laughs> robbing we're our, the we're the Robin Hoods.
1: The people should feel sorry for yeah. us.
2: No, it is a tremendous value each and every year. And then every year we always try and make it better. And now, I mean, there's a little, just a little, little dash of talking about prop bets in there as well. I mean, it's a good time.
1: We had someone last week that messaged me and they said, hey, that Rashad Penny prop that you guys had this past yeah, week. Yeah, home
2: run. Let's check. Yes.
1: That in itself, they said, didn't just pay for that. I got to take my wife out to dinner. I got to do, I mean. That's awesome, man. It's great. It was great. And they said, now my bankroll is in a spot where I can play each week. I can play in. And that's what we want. We want people to build their bankroll, to play smart. Like, you don't want to play all of your stuff in GPP. So, uh, whether you had a bad week in cash like like myself, I got to gain it all back because of that Rashad Penny, which will never hit again, probably.
2: Yeah, but it was a great call at the time.
1: It felt really, really good. I had
2: a delightful week in cash because I played TJ Hawkinson. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, I talked to Jason and said, I, because I played Jonathan Taylor and because I played David Njoku, who was oh, fine. Sure. Then I was, I was completely buried. But you can get all of our picks, DraftKings, FanDuel, in the DFS Pass. So go to dfspass.com, but let's talk about our cash picks. Straight cash, homie. Would you say, per NBA Jam Rules, which is you know basically the backbone of our shows, that you are now heating up being on the show twice.
2: That is a great point. And if I'm on fire, you better warn the world. Because... <laughs>
1: Call my wife. <laughs> cook.
2: I'm Again, I'll just repeat it. I better not be on this show next <laughs> week or Matthew Betts will be
1: looking for employment. What's funny is that you and I talked last week at quarterback. And we're talking about the same two people this week. At quarterback, Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts are the pay-up options, especially on FanDuel, but there is a very, very old man that is way too cheap this week.
2: I don't know how you b- do anything but play Tom Brady this week. 6000 on DraftKings against the Atlanta Falcons. He historically crushes them. He will crush them again. His team is finally back. Evans is back from the suspension. Uh, he looked good to go this past week. The Rod God, we had a little bit of a, a shooketh moment where he was laying face down. He said that his back tightened up a little bit, but he got back in the game and he was good to go. I mean, he's back. He's dirt cheap for what he could do on the field. Just, I, I get it. Josh Allen every single week is, is very, very. I mean, he's just he's consistent. He's going to be great. But eighty two hundred or drop down to six thousand, save that quiche with Tom Brady and still have an incredible lineup.
1: Tom Brady is ten and zero. In his career against the Falcons, like Atlanta fans, we all despise Brady because there's no chance we're ever gonna beat him. Like he's gonna retire before he ever loses to this team. In four games versus Atlanta since becoming a Buccaneer, he's averaging twenty-eight fantasy points per game, and that's not even including the DraftKings bonuses, where I think he's a good bet to get that three hundred yard bonus. So Tom Brady is what you and I both have in our cash lineups right now. It's just too easy to make work, but I I, I can't fault anyone for playing Josh Allen at home. As a fourteen-point favorite, but I think we like that game more. Of let's talk about that from a stacking perspective and you know, kind of the game theory portion. So Tom Brady's our pick right now, and who we like, and who knows, uh, you know, old old man weather might show up
2: because we were very very excited for the Buffalo Bills this past week. That's true when we recorded, but we didn't know that a freaking monsoon was rolling through Buffalo, man. But like, <laughs> it's I guess it's a fair thing. It's it's a fair thing to the fantasy world. That Josh Allen has to play in Buffalo because it's just he's too strong. He's too good for fantasy football. We have to have something come in and slow him down on occasion. And the only thing that can do that right now is, in fact, the earth.
1: The dynasty league that you and I are in, where my team is undefeated. Yes. Uh, I have Josh Allen in that league. That's got to feel good. I have a Josh Allen-Stefan Diggs stack in that league. That's got to feel even better. You know what feels even better? I got Josh Allen like two years into that league for Sam Darnold in a second. This was... Uh, <laughs> this is a long time ago.
2: <laughs> this this is before Josh Allen went into the, uh, the, the training chamber and came out a, a brand new human.
1: It is one of my best feelings of my life to get the quarterback one in Dynasty and just know... Every single week. I don't even care who my backups are. It's Matt Ryan. Right. But yeah, I, it doesn't matter. It's it's Josh Allen every single week. So, he's a great player this week. We'll talk about that game. At running back, one of the bigger values is Leonard Fournette at 6.9. But if you're playing Brady in your lineup, are you also playing Fournette? Because we like Godwin as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, 6.9 is it's not bad. And it, some say it's pretty nice. Uh, but there are cheaper value running backs on there. Like James Robinson is at 6.3. I (laughs) notoriously bet against James Robinson at any moment. I feel like I can. Uh, That worked out very well last week, but this is a, you bet on James Robinson. He's going to destroy the Houston Texans.
1: Yeah. That's the dream matchup. And I think he's going to be one of the more popular running backs on the slate at 6.3. James Robinson is one of those running backs where if you have the right matchup and the right game script, exactly. like, he's going to smash. He's a good bet to get in the end zone. Also in that six K range, it seems like Alvin Kamara is going to be healthy. Oh man. And that is a juicy price. Are you, wow. That price you really getting in on that. I'm very interested at, I put it this way. I'm pretty much going to be playing Kamara or Olave in my cash lineup.
2: Okay. Olave I can get behind. Uh in the the fantasy footballers listener league, fourteen teamer. My running backs are Alvin Kamara and James Conner.
1: So it's been doo doo.
2: That team has zero wins <laughs> because Alvin Kamara has been terrible. Are you really ready to get back with him on a roster?
1: So it's Seattle, and it's the I price.
2: understand that,
1: but he's been garbage. Do you remember? It was I think it was a Monday night game last year. It was against Seattle, and he had like fifteen catches. It was something ridiculous like that against Seattle. I am I get it. It's not comfortable, but I think that... No, it is not. But I think on a PPR site, uh, with if Michael Thomas is out, uh, do we know Landry's practice status right now?
2: I do not know. I can look that up.
1: If both of those guys are out, I think Kamara's even more interesting, but he's a value. I'll say that. 6.6, he's a value. Uh, the other cheap names this week, Khalil Herbert, because Dave Montgomery just doesn't want to show up to work anymore. At 5.9 five, 5. against Minnesota. I think he's just plug and play, great price. And then our boy. My name is Jeff. My name is Jeff. 5.5K is cheap. Oh, my 55 button didn't work. Does yours work? Let me see if I can get you. Oh man. We got somebody sleeping in back there yeah. right now. We're
2: wow. We have no there's no captain at the helm <laughs> right now. Uh 55? Uh, so I'll, I'll throw it in there. Also, Jarvis Landry was limited yesterday, so probably on on pace to pay. But dude, Jeff Wilson, it, he is everything for this San Francisco Forty Nine er team. They want to establish it. Even the like the scary matchup against the Rams last week, that touchdown run. I mean, what did he hit? Like twenty five miles an hour. It was he was the fastest man I've ever seen in my life.
1: Jeff he it, looks he looked great. It's weird it's weird that you have a running back that undrafted, but I feel like he's getting better. Like yes. I, I feel like he's getting better and that you can trust him, where obviously you couldn't trust Elijah Mitchell to stay healthy. But a five point five, that's too cheap. We're gonna be talking about him later. Okay. Because I really like uh his prop for his rushing yardage. But Carolina is is boo boo. There's just Did you see the headline about Ben McAdoo? Oh, uh, no, they they uh, quoted him today, which we trashed Ben McAdoo on Tuesday's podcast. So figured let's do it here. That's
2: probably because he's very bad at his job.
1: He said they quoted him today saying they brought me here to make an impact. I haven't done that yet.
2: OK, well, that's <laughs> good for you, Ben. I <laughs> own up to it because when I watch, look, the Carolina Panthers, it's an absolute disaster right now. It is It is difficult to fully assess, though, what is going on. Because when you're a casual fan watching this game, Baker Mayfield looks like absolute crap. He looks like one of the worst quarterbacks, if not the worst quarterback in the NFL right now. But when you kind of zoom out and you look at what's going on with the play calling and these wide receivers, I mean, no one is getting schemed open. You You have DJ Moore, who... He's not as fast as Tyreek Hill, but DJ Moore is one of the fastest players in the NFL. And you're saying you don't know how to get him open? Like everything is difficult for the Carolina Panthers. So, I'm I'm not certainly I will not put the cape on for Baker Mayfield. It's impossible to do that at this point. But I do think he is getting a raw end of the deal because his coaches are not setting anybody up for success. And Baker doesn't Baker doesn't have the talent to rise above it. And he's just, everything, but it but it all starts at the top. And I think that, that Rule and McAdoo are destroying everyone's value in
1: Carolina. Did you see the over-under in that game? We're going to talk about it on tomorrow's. <laughs> no, I have not. It's at 39
2: right now. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah.
1: So, at running back, those are kind of our top choices on FanDuel. I do want to bring up Dalvin Cook at 7.3. I think he's mispriced. Yeah, it's not too bad. Uh, and then the Patriots running backs. Now, I know Damian Harris is your start of the week. I like him there's a huge gap in price 7.2 on FanDuel and reminder Stevenson 6k. Are you interested in Stevenson at kind of that basement price on FanDuel?
2: Yeah. The, between those two prices, I think I was just looking at it on DK. They're like a hundred dollars apart. Right. So that is interesting that they think that Harris is that much more valuable than Stevenson. we I lean the Harris side, but for 1.2 of your salary, you got to go Stevenson.
1: Yeah, I think FanDuel, they are very quick to price up certain players. Like, Miles Sanders is almost, like, unplayable now. He's like 7,800. There's just so many players that they get to a point on FanDuel, like where Damian Pierce is, like, one of the top, like, six most expensive running backs. Right. You don't get the same value. At wide receiver, we mentioned Chris Olave. He's our boy, 5.7. And I feel like I know I was an early adopter. I feel like you were basically second on the train of saying this guy's going to be good, but I feel like Andy and Jason are now like fully in Chris Olave's the dude.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. And Chris Olave is absolutely the guy. It doesn't help for Andy that when, when you draft a rookie and they hit, they're your, that's your boy. That's your boy forever. But the targets, the air yards, everything is there. Olave is he, – he's an absolute stud. Uh, my bold prediction – from uh, the Phoenix live show looking mighty nice of Olave being that number one wide receiver for the saints. He just, he is that dude already. And at five points, five point seven. Yep. Against the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm in on that.
1: We have him right now projected in the top five, most popular wide receivers. And I don't care, obviously in cash. Uh, it, if you knew Jameis was in, like if you knew, does that like take a ceiling up even further? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I I would like to see that, but that's going to be a fun game. We're not detailing that one, but uh, Seattle's defense is trash. Who are the wide receivers in your cash lineup? We talked about Chris Godwin. Yes,
2: I mean, that it it absolutely starts uh, with with uh, the Rod God, Chris Godwin, five point nine because he's been hurt. I mean, he has he has not been producing just because he's been off the field, but he in his first game back. Well, 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 I'll try and I'll pull up the line, but it was he was he surprised me that he was essentially a full time player and
1: he saw 10 targets.
2: That's yeah. Okay. That's what I was looking for. 10 targets. He played uh, 83% of the snaps, you know, again, missed some time because he got a little uh, a little shook there, but for him to come back off of the ACL like it looked like week one. It was going to be all systems go for, for Chris Godwin, which felt like way too early for, to return for the ACL, but uh, looked like all uh, wheels up for him. Then the hamstring injury kind of derails things. And it was just right back. It was right back into Chris Godwin is, is a fully featured guy. Evans gets the headlines because the dude pulls down two touchdowns, but you do not sleep on 10 targets at what? 5.9 K against the Falcons. It's delicious.
1: I, as a Falcons fan, I have so many memories the last couple of years of Godwin just annihilating. Just, like, not even close. Uh, so, yeah, the, the Buccaneers are going to roll. It just, when we were doing that matchup today, it shocked me that those two teams have the same record, the Falcons and the Buccaneers at 2-2. Yeah. I mean, different well, opponents. I mean,
2: because Arthur, he's got a plan, and that plan is we win games that without is, using our best players.
1: That is not my plan. My plan is to go four <laughs> wins or less. And get C.J. Stroud or somebody else at quarterback. Like that's what I want. Um, He's blowing it <laughs> by winning. Dang it! I will say that there's parts of the Falcons that I've just—they're they're competitive. Like they're—they're they're competitive games, and you like to see that from your team. Uh, but Marcus Mariota needs to leave right now. At wide receiver this week, if you're paying down at running back, like you can afford some more expensive options. Uh, Justin Jefferson, if you want to, Tyreek Hill. You can get up to Cooper Cup at nine point six against the Cowboys. Is I know it's expensive, but Cooper Cup's metrics are better than what they are last year. He's on pace to they shatter are. the receptions record. So, are you paying up in cash?
2: Uh, personally, I would. I'm paying down slightly because Stephon Diggs is at eight point four. He was in the rain. It was a it was a nasty game. No, I mean, Josh Allen was like he. Josh Allen came through with with a fine fantasy performance in the the matchup against the Ravens, but. Nobody, no, but no skill players hit in that matchup, including Stephon Diggs, and at eighty four hundred against Pittsburgh, who their their defense is just falling apart. Uh, I I think that Diggs has a big bounce back week, so I'll save some cash and go down to him.
1: So Cup, Diggs, Jefferson, they're all
2: yeah, they're all in play though because of you can save money so many places right now.
1: Ceedee Lamb, I think, is a great value at seven k. You know, he's the only wide receiver to see eight plus targets in every single game.
2: Makes sense. What if fantasy football is such a funny place, man? Of you go into the season with the Seattle Seahawks and Geno Smith is their quarterback, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett—they're dead to us. There's no way that Geno can manage to consistently supply one of them with fantasy value, and you hear they both are being great because Geno Smith is apparently good, better than Russell Wilson. And then week one, the disaster. Dak Prescott gets hurt. Ceedee Lamb. What do people do? You know, people f- uh, fire sales in the streets of please just take Ceedee Lamb off of my roster. And he's been great. He's he's not been fine. He's been great
1: for one of the few times in my life where I you know I'm the type person just like you. I will dig my heels in. I will right. say and and that backfires. I'm on raw. But <laughs> Ceedee Lamb was somebody I had on my home league team, and then I traded for him in another league where I said, Oh, I, you went in. I went in because I could get him at a cheaper price, and it's worked out pretty well. But 7K, the Rams are weird because they have the big names, but they are getting torched in the second Yes. So I think he's a safe play at 7K. I do want to give some cheap names, and you can tell me if this is gross or not, but every week we usually like to punt one position. Is it tight end? Is it a cheap receiver? So this isn't quite in punt territory, but Rondale Moore at 4.1 –
2: Save don't no
1: save yourself the pain. What if what if I told you I think Rondell Moore will be in the top six or seven most popular receivers of the week? That's what <laughs> against the Eagles. I think people will look at that game total, which we'll talk about, and they'll say I want a piece, and I can get Rondell Moore at four point one compared to Hollywood, and just want a piece of that game, and he's the cheapest cheapest option.
2: Yeah, but it's it's like going to a fine restaurant and there's all this incredible food and you're like I will take the skeleton of the fish please because it's cheap <laughs> and then it's still an already eaten fish and it's just gross and it's there's nothingness there's nothing there
1: you miss the dorch is what I'm hearing
2: oh yeah yeah that yeah Rondale Moore all he did was come in and destroy the, the value of the dorch and Ron- he provided no value himself
1: Rondale's 4.1 so I at least need to mention him as a salary saver. I would
2: go Khalil Shakir of the Buffalo Bills right. at 3200 even with an active Isaiah McKenzie. I would go that route over Rondale Moore.
1: Yeah, Shakir's probably going to be – I mean, we, we don't have practice report right now about McKenzie, but Shakir's going to be a great play at 3200 I liked him coming out of college, and I liked what he looked like this past week. Fifth round? Yep, is that right? yeah. out of Boise State. Another name uh, – this is another former Cardinal – I'll throw out Trent Sherfield if...
2: Sure, why not? If
1: if J- Jalen Waddle misses. He's <laughs> right. been the guy getting the snaps. He saw... Uh, let me see this. He saw six targets this past week. So, I, it's at least another punt name to monitor. Right. Yeah, but, that's not too bad. But Shakir's probably the better play uh, across all formats. And then I'll throw out two Fanduel ones. I mentioned on Tuesday, Debo Samuel at 7.3 is egregious. Like, I'm... I would say that FanDuel did a terrible job pricing him there because of his role. They got him priced
2: like just above the De- of uh, Damian Harris. They they put on in, now. they FanDuel. buried
1: him. I mean, he, he was in the Monday night game, so we got that uh that old glitch. Glitch once again, but 7.3 is way down there. And then Drake London, if you're going to bring somebody back from the Falcon side, it's Drake London at 6.2. So he's a value on FanDuel. Let's finish with these last two positions. Tight end Feel like it's a week to save since we don't have Kelsey or Andrews, and maybe people keep chasing Hawkinson. Where are you leaning on tight end?
2: Uh, right now, so I have built my lineup for the fantasy faceoff uh, segment on tomorrow's Fantasy Footballers podcast. I am going ultra punt. Go with OJ Howard, of, okay. the, of the Houston Texans, twenty six hundred. He took over the start, the main starting job, and ran the most routes uh the this matchup against the 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 Jacksonville Jaguars expect that Houston will need to throw. Uh, this uh, this is a uh a steal underpants move because this could blow up in your face. Brevin Jordan could be the main guy yet again, but you know, when you're going to punt a position, uh, he was at least running routes and he got some targets as well. And you have the you have the week 1 where it was two targets, two big touchdowns, so it's like you at least know that that can happen.
1: No, I trust me, I'm all about a really, really cheap punt play of just, hey, I don't really care. Give me four points. I'm fine with it, five right. points, because I'm going to save elsewhere. Well, they did release Favro Brown, so uh, at least there's more opportunity there. There's really not a lot of great plays, like in the elite tier. Uh, you really are spending in Joku at 3.8. I think Higby's a great play at 4.3. Just
2: a PPR machine. Or Higby. Bbr as I refer to him on the Slack channel,
1: really? I'm, yeah, it was.
2: I, it's not great, but I did it. <laughs> now I shared it <laughs> with all of our listeners.
1: It'll be a thing. <laughs> we have Higby on our team. Uh, Mike and I's league of record it team. Is great. I, I am shocked that we have just said just let's roll with it, and he's been great.
2: I, I how is this? How does it possibly stop? Does Allen Robinson suddenly get good?
1: No, Stafford doesn't look at him.
2: He sh- as he should not.
1: Higby, he says, look away, I'm hideous. Higby, 4.3. The Muth, I think, is a fine play at 4.1. What? No. I think he's a fine play if people are stacking that Buffalo side and they want to bring it back with somebody cheap. I think he's, would you rather play the Muth or Dawson Knox? Well, Dawson Knox
2: is banged up. He's missing practice. He uh, needs to get it together. He He's out, but is, in, is Njoku really 3.8? Yep. Oh, Njoku infinitely over the myth got yeah, a rookie quarterback in buffalo it's it's bad I, he, uh, I like kenny i think he's an interesting player he could turn into a a starter
1: not this week i've been looking at penny kickit is has been another way i've been looking at his name too Ooh, penny kickit yeah just switching the the P I and kick I, I was there i there's i feel like we haven't formalized who he is yet to us he well, will be something more he needs to reveal himself any will in time. Uh, on FanDuel, it's Tyler Higby, 5.5. 5. That is a great price for him. And then on defense, I don't know how you don't play the Cowboys. Yes, sir. That's who I got in. They're going to be by far the most popular defense. I don't, their price doesn't make sense. What happened here on DK? 2.5. So they set that price before Monday night because the Rams, what, we're still playing, right? Rams and uh, 49ers. Was... Oh, is that what happened? But yeah, s- yeah, yeah. But still, like – even before that game, you knew that this was going to be a matchup with the Cowboys. I mean, they're on the road, but everything says they're a great play. They're going to be – What's uh, what's our sack floor here? Three? I mean, it's got to be. Three, four. Like, it's – with Stafford had seven on Monday night.
2: Yeah. I mean, that so, offensive line is putrid.
1: So, Dallas, if you really want to pay up, San Francisco against Baker is laughable if you want to do that. How Just, much does that cost? It's though? 3.8.
2: Yeah. That's a lot.
1: Yeah, it was just the matchup that I was like, oh, gosh, if you want to pile on like (laughs) 10 sacks, Nick Bosa is unstoppable right now. So uh, you can do that. All right, before we get into the games, let's take a quick break.
0: This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com.
1: All right, we're going to talk about the games that we want to stack. And, Mike, I got four games for us today.
2: All right, hit four. Four. The Quattro.
1: The Quattro. Hit so me. Let, let's get into it. Stack attack. First game we're going to talk about is your Arizona Cardinals at home, surprisingly.
2: Uh, reluctantly, still my Cardinals. Two and two. It's, it's a house of cards, man. It's going to fall apart. Do you feel With better? One big sneeze.
1: Do you feel better about your Cardinals? So your Cardinals are 2-2. Two two, my Falcons are 2-2. Two two. Right. We both hate our teams. But who would you feel better about in terms of the process of the franchise? Like where they're at, their hope for the future? The Falcons. Okay.
2: You're, the, the Cardinals are locked in. Everything that the team has right now, locked in. Uh, Steve Kime, their GM, he's, that guy sucks. But they extended him. Cliff Kingsbury is not an offensive genius. He sucks, but he's locked in. Kyler is a good... Kyler has all the tools to be an elite franchise quarterback, but he needs coaching. He desperately needs coaching, and I don't think he'll ever get it.
1: They they could have an outlier year, like I'm speaking as a Falcons fan, where we had Kyle Shanahan as our offensive coordinator, and Matt Ryan had an MVP season. We made all the way to the Super Bowl, lost the Patriots, but... I think that's in the realm of possibility for this for that team. I do think though that there's a couple other pieces that they need. So they're stuck in mediocrity forever.
2: Yes, I think so.
1: And this week they happen to play the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. This line right now, according to DraftKings Sportsbook, is Philadelphia minus five and a half. And the over under is forty nine
2: on the road. Five and a half. It's disrespectful.
1: So. From a pace standpoint, we like this game, right? We like Philadelphia. Yes,
2: Yes, it makes sense.
1: Now, I I read stats and I I write a pace to play article, but every single week when I talk about Arizona, because they show up a lot in these kind of games, they rank number one in no huddle rate, but they always mess it up and get so many delay of game penalties. So does it even matter?
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's, That's a very good question. Does it matter because they don't huddle, but they still take all the time off? Their their stats are weird. That's funny.
1: They're fast. like They're like, all right, let's go, let's go, let's go. But then they have these penalties that it just ends up offsetting it. So, I don't know. The the Cardinals are a team that you can get some sneaky value. Like Their options are not that expensive in DFS. So, if you're stacking the Hurts side, like you're saying, I want Hurts and A.J. Brown, which is probably going to be the most common. Sure. Who would you bring it back with on the Cardinals side in a stack?
2: Honestly, uh, the only people in play for me, Kyler, if – if if you hate yourself and you're all and you're good with one half of good football you go with Kyler Murray. Hollywood Brown, his target share has been absolutely outrageous. He's averaging 11 targets a game. That's fantastic. Uh but it's with Hollywood or you go to Ertz. You pay up 4800. You hope that Ertz, who has had six straight six catches in three straight games, you're hoping that he hits, you know, 8 to 10 this week. But I I I understand all of the externals say Rondale should be in play. James Connor should be in play, but like Connor is not, he's, he's not getting the pass catching work that we thought he would get. And like as a Cardinal fan, when they gave him that ridiculous contract for an old man running back who was terrible on the ground last year, it was, that's fine because he was great through the air. Like he was truly elite. It's not happening this year. And I don't know if he's banged up, because uh, last week in particular, I think the game like started with, with Daryl Williams and Eno Benjamin getting most of the run. So, he Connor is very scary to me this week.
1: The The hard thing about the Cardinals is they just don't sustain drives, especially, weirdly enough... The, not in the first half. The first half. I wrote this up in pace of play. I was like, this is a team that you do not want to check your lineups if you have them in the first half, because it will be gross, and they'll likely be trailing, but... I think there can be some goodness. Hollywood's expensive, though. He's like keeps moving up in price from when we were playing him, you know, week one and week two. So, yeah, it's probably Hollywood or Ertz, and I'll probably stay away. If Rondale's going to be popular, then you fade him in tournaments. I think that's kind of my stance.
2: He'll be like the popular kid in school, but actually doesn't have, he brings nothing to the table. He's just kind of there.
1: He's got his MySpace blew up one time. Yeah.
2: And you're like, why is this guy popular? And And no one knows, no one has the answer. Is he is he a big time? Is he good at like the star quarterback on the team? No. Is he is he like high up in the theater? Like is he the star of the the stage? No. He's just there, and no one knows
1: what he's doing. He's done nothing in his career so far. Correct. Zachary, but,
2: but Andy Isabella was waived, so maybe there's. Does, does
1: it hurt even more that he was waived, or is it kind of like I can move on from wasting a pick that could have been DK Metcalf? <laughs>
2: Uh, he was waved years ago in my heart,
1: so <laughs> I moved on. I think AJ Brown was taken like right ahead of him in that draft too.
2: Like it was, yes, it was very close, but the, the DK Metcalf, that still, that still hurts.
1: Zach Ertz does have a revenge game. If that means anything to you, but he's such a nice guy. I don't think, I think yeah, he loves the Eagles. It's not in his heart. He's probably still an Eagle in his heart.
2: <laughs> yeah. We saw how sad he was when they traded him.
1: Let's, let's
2: let's get away from this game, please.
1: All right. I just want to ask one more question. Devonta Smith down week after blowing a couple weeks ago. Do you feel like the field is going to forget about that? Are they going to like, I'm sh- I'm seeing him like under 5% rostered in. And I earth. would
2: do it. I'm, I would get in on Devonta Smith.
1: Yeah. I think that there's ways to get different in this game. Despite it being a high total, you can stack hurts with Devonta. You can play Goddard instead of Ertz. I think Ertz is going to be more popular uh, in general, but I don't uh, hate it. So next game, Los Angeles chargers at the Cleveland Browns. I'm excited about this one because we know what these teams want to do. We know Cleveland wants to run the ball. We know that they don't really do three wide receiver sets. It's really clear. You're playing Chuber Hunt, and you're playing Amari Cooper, and then is and a great play as well. On the Chargers side, last week we kind of saw a ceiling, which I feel like I was worried the first three weeks, like, are we going to get these ceiling games from this team? Right. But you saw Eckler with the three TDs. I had a couple stacks last week where it was Herbert and Eckler, and that's what I stacked from that game. Wow, uh, I
2: mean that's that's stonesy.
1: Give me the touchdowns. Uh, I
2: mean, I because Eckler still kind of freaks me out.
1: Yeah, it was in a tournament, and it felt it felt like I got to gain something back. I had Penny in that lineup. I had Hawkinson. Like I had a lineup that went places. And then uh, I think I finished. I finished in the cash, but it didn't finish there. Where are you looking on the Chargers side? Because I feel like the Cleveland side. It's like I'm just going to pick a running back if I'm stacking this game.
2: Yeah, uh, like I said, Austin Eckler still kind of concerns me they were uh, I mean he on our show he talked about uh, when we were questioning him about the goal line and like Eckler has this line of when he's talking to his coaches of like he's got to shoot threes essentially like he's got to hit the home run from further back and he did multiple times but that's I mean you, you gotta tr- you gotta trust in the the analytics of that's not something that happens every single week uh and even before like before that week, he was just so putrid. So perhaps something clicked, and they the Chargers figured out what they were doing wrong. I'm, I'm not going to put that past them, but to go right back in and be like, "Yep, Austin Eck was perfectly fine." 7800, I think, is too. That's too rich for me to go get back into there. So I would go if I'm stacking in this game. I mean, I would. I'd be basic. I'd go Mike Williams. So the, the. I don't think that Keenan Allen's going to play after last Thursday being walked off the field with a trainer because of the hamstring their their mum is the word over there right now in Keenan Allen. we're not hearing a lot so I'll, I'll go with big Mike I'll chase that big money with uh with the herbs and William
1: stack big Mike last year against these Browns eight for 165 and two that is there you go that is juicy and I will give I will say this about Austin Eckler just a little bit of a rebuttal if Keenan's out he's getting the targets I mean he's He's leading the league running in running back targets.
2: Yes, his his floor is safe, but I think that like chasing his ceiling is not. I don't know if it, it's not there for me right now. He,
1: it's hard to project with Eckler because his carries aren't normal, and you're going to get some Sonny Michelle, you're going to get some other work. But what did the Falcons do to these Browns last last week?
2: Sure, they ran it all over him.
1: So maybe it's one of those things where Eckler scores, but then you see Michelle or you see something else. But we love this game. These two teams I mentioned on Tuesday, they played in a shootout last year, 47, 42, where Baker actually like put up points when he was Baker. Um, I just, I love Kareem Hunt's price in this game. Look at on Fanduel—he's He's 5,900. He's actually cheaper on Fanduel than he is DraftKings. When I,
2: did you? Okay.
1: I know, I know. So
2: is this just a complete, This is, is this a rubber band snapback? Because you had the off season kerfuffle with Jason Moore of, you, you were simply highlighting yes, thank that, you that in his, in his current contract, if the Browns wanted out from Kareem Hunt, they could do so for zero, right? That, yeah. And I was just pointing that out as yeah. a fact. And this blew up. It became a whole thing and a whole bit during the off season on the footballers and Kareem Hunt clearly still on the team. We draft him in our league of record and we have to make start sit decisions every week because we have a. We have this very deep team and every week you're just, I'm like, okay, should we play all these guys? You're like, we got to play Kareem, get Kareem in our lineup. And I'm like, whoa, Kyle, settle down. I don't know when you became the world's number one Kareem hunt fan for fantasy football, but here you are. And yet, and we're, it's week five and you're still pounding the table. Get Kareem hunt in your cash lineup.
1: Listen, I love Nick Chubb. I'm not going to say anything against him. He's really expensive on FanDuel, like where he's the most expensive running back. So that He pr- deserves it. That price gap, though, is over the top. $3,500 cheaper. Like, there's a percentage chance. I'll, I'll, I'm going to lower it. There's a 25 to 33% chance that Hunt has a better game than Chubb. That was week one, right? Yeah. So, I'm going to take that in a tournament, get the savings, In a game that we really like. We like the environment. So I just wanted to point out his price is yes.
2: We know you want to point out how wrong Kareem Hunt is (laughs) and how he's better than Nick Chubb. You're saying that all the time.
1: I just I want to stack this game. This is the game. I think this week, if you're not stacking Tom Brady's side, you know, in that game, I'm so
2: okay. So if you're talking like a true GPP contrarian stack, how are you not looking at at DPJ there? Donovan Peoples Jones who actually like he was the guy. It's If. through four weeks now, it feels like Jacoby Brissett has David and Joku, seems pretty safe, but between Cooper and, and Peoples Jones, it's just one of them. Peoples Jones monster week one. If and uh, involvement and targets of monster week four didn't not huge production, but he was the guy while Cooper disappeared.
1: I I love him as a dart throw. Okay, I, I, he is he is an air yards phantom where he gets them the week before. <laughs> And then the next week you go, look what he did last week. And then right. he will never show up again. He is, he hangs out with MVS. They are they sure. are because they're hyphenated brothers. Uh, oh, okay. There's a lot of hyphenated guys like there is. Juju Smith-Schuster, yeah. Clyde Edwards-Solaire, scantling They're collecting them in Kansas City, all the hyphenated guys. But I think you can play DBJ in a tournament. Cooper is showing up pretty low in our roster percentage report. Um, obviously more expensive, but you can go there. If people aren't playing him, he has a ceiling, but in Joku last year, seven for one forty nine and one against these chargers. Love it. So I think this game has a lot of pieces and we were really like it a lot. Let's blaze through this next one. It's my Atlanta Falcons at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You
2: just want to stack
1: all the bucks. I do.
2: I mean, like if this is a game you want to stack in, I mean, you're not there. You're not playing Mariota. Wait. Okay. Okay. DraftKings. DraftKings, baby. Marcus Mariota, who had seven completions last week, is 5,400? Is that
1: correct? That is correct.
2: Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time, who just had a monster game this past week because the weapons are back, is 6,000. You're telling me there is a $600 DraftKings gap between Tom Brady and Marcus Mariota this week.
1: This is, there's an employee out there and we're not trying to get them fired, but this is what I think happened. They didn't stay up and watch the Sunday night game. Okay. Their one job for DraftKings was to set Tom Brady's price. They didn't do it. And then on Monday that the prices roll out and there it is at six K. So
2: it's, yeah, it, there has to be some explanation. So we'll go with that one.
1: Yeah. Whoever they are, I'm really sorry. You just lost your job. <laughs> uh, I think it's going to be really simple. People are going to, stack Brady they're going to double stack him and they're going to go with Godwin and maybe one other option we, we said earlier Fournette's a really good value they might even get cute and chase Rashad White who I think is interesting in redraft I think it's kind of impossible to figure out uh, here for DFS but I'm not really chasing anyone else on the Falcons side other than Drake London especially with Kyle Pitts out likely out who knows um, but yeah that's it's, I think it's a really simple game I think they're going to roll and if people want to chase Tyler Algier at 4,700, do it. You might get four or five catches. And maybe he falls in the end zone. But I think he's good.
2: I think he's a good running back. He's a big, strong, tough guy. But the Buccaneers are also very large and strong and tough guys on the defensive <laughs> side of the football. If but, he, I mean, if Clyde ran on him.
1: If Alger- Freaking
2: tiny Clyde Edwards-Alaire got it done.
1: People love that price. Anytime there's a new running back yeah. in DFS, people want to play him. So that's, that's why... I, have some apprehension, but let's say Tyler Gier got five catches and he ended up with 60 total yards. I think that's possible and falls in the end zone. You would be very happy with that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You'd be happy with that.
1: So I think this game is pretty straightforward. Let's do one more. This is another onslaught game. It's Buffalo bills at home against Steelers. The lines 14 points. That's massive. I looked this up 14 plus point home favorites since 2000. They've won 90% of the time. So just put it. I think we looked at the, the money line.
2: Yeah, it was like minus nine fifty or something, which is if you're not if you're not in that world. So minus nine fifty means you bet a hundred and you win what? Nine dollars and fifty cents.
1: Yeah, you bet. You, you're basically going to gain ten bucks. Don't I, I mean, mean,
2: don't do it. That is not ninety percent. That's <laughs> that's a great number. But that no, 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 no.
1: Can you pick it? Is going to be sacrificed. Uh rookie quarterbacks against Sean McDermott. Average 57% completion percentage and 165 passing yards.
2: McDermott way too high T to <laughs> let a rookie quarterback do anything.
1: So Israel is simple, Josh Allen and you're figuring out who you're stacking. Obviously, Diggs is the best choice. Gabriel Davis is a tease. Yeah,
2: it's it's strange. It's strange what's going on with him.
1: Did you see his targets per outrun? Yeah, it's miserable. I look I mean it, the only person that he's done better than is Paris Campbell, who's barely in the NFL <laughs> like if I felt bad even writing Paris Campbell's name next to him
2: nine point seven percent of Gabe Davis's routes he gets a target. That's atrocious that's that's like that is embarrassing. Gabe Davis, you should be embarrassed and if targets are what we believe, which is they are an earned statistic, that means you're bad. That means you're a bad – if you're on the Buffalo Bills and you're not earning targets, you're you're not good.
1: Betts did put a note in here about his ankle and said that he thinks he's much healthier this week, that there is some reason for optimism. It's just crazy because you would think he would be eased back in. I know they don't have a ton of wide receivers, especially now with Crowder out, but he was out there. He was running routes. Yeah, he was running way more snaps than Stephon Diggs. So, any other takes on this game? Like, Singletary – it worked two weeks ago when you were trying to stack that game. And you said, "I just want Singletary, and I'm not stacking the Allen side." Uh, I, I just have a hard time.
2: Not not at the price point at the 6,100 on DraftKings. That's that's too much for when you're when you're hoping that it's there. Are, it's a competitive game, so we can get Singletary some catches.
1: There's just so many other players near that. Price. I mean, we talked about James Robinson, 6,300. Oh yeah, it's it's just way easier. So who, if you're stacking this game and you had to bring it back with somebody on the Pittsburgh side? is it pickens
2: <laughs> um i I mean I guess targeted thirty one percent of his routes this past week he was he was Pickett's homeboy when when Kenny Pickett got in he looked towards George Pickens uh my theory of backup quarterback backup wide receivers <laughs> I mean it, it it's feels like it's just anecdotal but uh, it had it, it have I've had success with that where the like because they practice together they they get more reps so it makes sense I man I just I don't want to do any of that I'm not paying 6100 for Deontay this week definitely not and I'm so I guess yes the dart throw would be George Pickens what's Chase it is Chase Claypool price like do they give you Salary back if you're willing to play Chase Claypool. I didn't put his price point.
1: price in here because I felt like I, I need to look it up.
2: It's positive. They, they do not take money away from your salary. They give you an extra five hundred.
1: I, I did write a note in here about Chase Claypool.
2: I yeah, your note is he wears a pit Pitt jersey.
1: <laughs> That's it. he wears a Pittsburgh jersey. That's it. That's all he does. Just runs around out there. The career
2: trajectory of Chase Claypool is just sadness How do you do that as a rookie, and then you just you vanish?
1: I I can't look it up right now, but I wrote an article after his rookie year, putting context around him having what double digit touchdowns. Yes,
2: I've I've done that statistic too, and the list is so minimal, and they're all they're all elite, but not Claypool. No, that no. guy. His. Man.
1: This is a game Sadness. where it's okay. I need to tell people like DFS theory. It's okay to not have somebody from the Steelers' side. I think people feel like, because we talk about game stacking, I need to play some, you know, Bills' side. And, and, you know, uh, Steelers will have some comeback points, and you might get that. It's also okay just to remove yourself. Remember in week two, the Bills annihilated the Titans. It was like 41-7. It was just, there was nobody you wanted on the Titans' side. So I think it's okay just to move on. If you
2: want to stack, go Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and Khalil Shakir.
1: (laughs) And just move on from there. Yes. All right, one more segment. Prop it like it's hot. In the DFS pass every single week, we have a prop section where Bets and myself get to give you some interesting wagers some over and unders that we think will hit. And I did get some news earlier that Evan McPherson was at practice today.
2: Oh man. So that that, that line has not been available. Do we does the cash cow our big big daddy e does he come through with a one and a half with it with the groin injury I'm scared
1: I I feel like we should take the Tucker line the Tucker line in that same game is one and a half
2: yeah yeah I'll probably have to go with that one like yeah this is this is not the week let let uh let Evan for- prove that he's good to go
1: yeah let him heal up all right so give me we just talked about this game give me a prop that you like this is a Steeler that I feel like as a whole we've been down on this year and it doesn't look good this week
2: uh yeah Deontay Johnson fifty-two and a half receiving yards I will take the under uh we 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 quoted those quarterback numbers for rookie quarterbacks against Sean McDermott and that's like Every every target would have to go to Deontay Johnson. Every single target for him to hit this over, I believe.
1: When Kenny Pickett came in last week, the number one and two targets for him, I know it's a small sample size, were Pickens and the, Muth? and the Muth. Yeah. So if he's not getting targets, like if he's not getting eight or nine, it's really hard. He's never been a big yardage guy. So I like that a lot. His last two meetings, Betts put this in here, against Buffalo, four for 40 and five for 36. You might get that same kind of game this week.
2: Right. And that was... Not a rookie quarterback,
1: right? So I'm going to go with Jeff Wilson. We mentioned him earlier. Jeff. His line is at 66 and a half when we took it. It's gone up a little bit. I've seen how him. many
2: carries you think he needs. Uh, four, four carries to get there.
1: Jeff needs one. Yeah, baby. To take me to the house now. Jeff Wilson, I think, is a great play. Carolina's allowing 114 rushing yards per game, and there's nobody else in that backfield. Usually, they'd kind of siphon it off. Last year, like Jamichael Hasty, was the passing downs back. I mean, they're not really using anyone else. Jeff's the dude right now.
2: Well, yeah, it's it, as long as uh, Ty Davis' price is still hurt, then it's going to be all Jeff Wilson.
1: So take that over. I think, it's, I think it's moving in a good direction, so I like that a lot. That's in. I'm giving, giving people a tease. This is actually in our prop section, giving them free content. And, Ooh. And that's what they like. It's generous. I know. You can go to ballersdfs.com if you want to play with us in our DraftKings League, Fantasy Footballers DFS, Borg, plus bets every single week. We have a giant tournament that you can be a part of this week. We have a 600-person contest. Two weeks ago, I got 12th in that. Mike,
2: that's impressive.
1: Yeah, I didn't win any money though.
2: I don't think. Oh, that, that, that is. <laughs> huh.
1: I think we had a top 10 that week. Was who? Was who cashed? That's brutal. It, it was. It was pretty bad. But you can play against us. We also open up some other contests, including Battle the Borg, where you get to face off against me. And Battle
2: we, the Borg? Yeah. What's this all about? It's a
1: 10-person tournament where I just it's me. Okay and just nine other people. That's very exclusive. It's a a very exclusive group, and I win often. So it makes me feel better (laughs) about what I do because I only have to beat 10 people as opposed to like 600.
2: I mean, if it's going to be called Battle the Borg, you better be taking that thing down like 80% of the time.
1: Now I do Battle the Bets and just to like stomp on Bets right now. Yeah. It's not a curb stomp, but if I'm going to stomp on Bets, he loses that thing a lot. So if you want to do that,
2: well, does he does he even show up? Uh, because lately, he just doesn't show up to stuff.
1: We do have to talk before I open the contest and say, hey, I'm about to open this up because I've done Battle of the Borg before where I didn't even get in my own contest. It filled up too fast. <laughs> <laughs> so people were battling, and I wasn't even there. <laughs> so if you want to play with us, go to ballersdfs.com. Get to play with us. Great contest to invite your friends, first-timers. It will be just great. Mike. Kyle. You're a two-timer, man. You are You are the guy here.
2: I am a big-time. I'm a big-time personality. Thank you for having me, Kyle. All
1: right, everybody. Have a good weekend.
2: Goodbye, everybody.
0: Thank you for listening to another edition of the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.thefantasyfootballers.com.